What would your life look like if you could effortlessly focus your energy on the things that mattered most to you? Hi, I'm Rebecca, and you're listening to Brain Snacks, a podcast that brings you bite sized tips for designing a life you love. series, Dangerously Disciplined, you'll learn four simple steps to take the pain out of being disciplined and make it a natural part of your life. Being naturally disciplined opens up so many doors because you can finally focus on the things you know you need to do to get the results you want. With discipline, you can put your brilliant ideas into play, start a daily exercise regime, or make time for creative endeavours. The sky's the limit. As a starting point to get you there, let's explore your experience with discipline. From a linguistic perspective, the roots of the word are embedded with effort and pain. The Latin disciplina refers to self control and determination, while the old French word disciplinaire means punishment and suffering. And this is exactly how we feel when we try to discipline ourselves. Like we've got to be 100% switched on and poised for battle, constantly. Because you never know when someone's going to walk past with a warm slice of chocolate mud cake. And if your willpower muscle isn't flexed, well, you know where it goes from here. Now the aftermath is the most frustrating and often disappointing part of these situations. The moment when you notice the gap between your intentions to cut down on sugar, write a LinkedIn profile or book in some clients and your actual behaviour. It's this gap that inspired the title of this podcast, The Great Willpower Hoax, because we've been led to believe that disciplined people use willpower to attain success. Many of us believe that if we can muscle ourselves through unpleasant and uncomfortable situations, we'll be successful. The catch is that our brains are designed to take the path of least resistance. We're efficient beings, so muscling, forcing ourselves to do things we find unpleasant, will never be a reliable strategy for helping us achieve our goals. To understand this better, let's take a peek inside your head. Your brain is comprised of a myriad of networks that work together to keep you alive and thriving as efficiently as possible. Right at the very front of your brain, snug behind your forehead, is your frontal lobe, which is responsible for many of the behavioural traits we consider uniquely human, including executive function. You might like to think of executive function as the conductor of the brain. A small figure perched between your eyebrows with a baton that orchestrates the most complex aspects of your human performance. Things like making decisions, shifting attention between tasks, and using willpower to manage your behaviour. 
As far as self-discipline goes, it's important to note that executive function is a limited resource. The conductor can only focus on a specific number of instruments at a time. Beyond that, trumpets toot out of tune, violins whine, and rogue drums convert Mozart to Manson. Now, this has two implications. Firstly, if your executive function is tied up in another activity, your willpower may not be available. And secondly, if you do draw on willpower regularly as your go-to for self-discipline, you may end up depleting your cognitive reserves for other complex tasks. Either way, you're not winning. So now we can start to understand why we procrastinate important tasks, downgrade health priorities and dodge uncomfortable situations. It's just too much effort to rely on our willpower to carry us through these situations every time. But if willpower isn't a reliable self-discipline strategy, then what is? Habits. Yes, those little actions which are often invisible to us and which we repeat day in, day out, are in fact the most powerful and effortless way to lead a disciplined life. You might like to think of habits as Lego pieces. If you hold one in your hand, it seems small and insignificant. But clicked together, layered strategically, these small pieces build the whole colourful picture of how you behave and who you are. Because habits don't require your conscious attention, they don't burn energy the way willpower does and are therefore the perfect building blocks for your discipline practice. Let's take an example to explore the positive ripple effects habits can have in your life. Say you want to position yourself as a thought leader, a trusted expert in your field that inspires new thought and action. To achieve such an outcome, you may set some goalposts like publishing a book, delivering a TED Talk, and forging strong connections with other experts. These are substantial tasks, and muscling yourself to achieve them using willpower alone will quickly deplete your energy. But what if you set up habits like a daily writing practice, weekly speech rehearsal, and monthly networking? If you worked out how to integrate these practices into your life in a way that felt easeful, even attractive, it's reasonable to assume you'd be well on your way to achieving your greater goal. So how can you build effective habits? The first step is to create self-awareness. What do your current habits look like? And do they complement where you want to be in life? As psychologist Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. A simple yet magic action you can take now is to list your habits. Simply brain dump patterns you repeat every day. This includes any repetitive thoughts, feelings, as well as behaviours. It's easiest if you start from the beginning of your day and work forward, so it might start something like this. Wake up, 
switch off alarm, check messages, feel cross about one particular message, go to the bathroom, drink water, meditate, take a shower, hesitate over what to wear, make breakfast, and so on. You get the picture. Because most of our habits are so invisible to us, don't be surprised if your list seems slightly anorexic. That's fine. The value lies in starting to notice your habits, not encapsulating them perfectly. And once you've dotted them down, you can ask yourself whether each habit is constructive, unconstructive or neutral in your life. Now this isn't an opportunity for you to get stuck into yourself. So if you hear yourself saying, oh, I can't believe I do that so much, I'm so lazy or greedy or bad, just remember that right now, you're taking the initiative to create a better life for yourself so you can be a positive force in this world. And that is something to be proud of. So rather than judging yourself as you label your habits, simply notice the quality of your current routines. And this will give you an honest and robust flavour of where you're at right now. This whole activity should take no more than 5 to 10 minutes. And if you'd like extra support, you can download a worksheet from the podcast transcript on the Results Coach website. So today you've learnt why habits are a far more reliable strategy than willpower for nurturing your self-discipline. And you have an opportunity to start a new habit, taking action off the back of new information. In this case, completing your habits exercise. After all, it's only by converting what you learn to action that you will create the results you want. Next podcast, having established your baseline habits, will take a look at your desired future state so you can be intentional about where you're headed. In no time, you'll be leading a disciplined life without that sense of suffering and punishment, the French embedded in the root of the word. In the meantime, if you have any questions about behavioural change or how to achieve the results you want, or would like to share your experience of creating a habit list, you can always contact me at rebecca at theresultscoach.com.au. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Brain Snacks and that you take some time today to pause, smile, breathe deeply, and thank yourself for investing in your education, health, happiness, and success.